If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. If you have the same vision as International Horse College, which is to have a world where people safely appreciate, respect and enjoy their horses, and the horses appreciate, respect and enjoy their people, then have a look at their website, internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. And we've got someone on who I know appreciates and respects and enjoys his horses, and that's Al Dunnings. Al's been on before, and he's come back to talk to us now about 10 ways to improve communication with your horse. How are you going today, Al? I'm great. Thank you, Glennis. How uh, are you today? Yeah, very good. And you've just come back from Equitana in New Zealand? Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, good, good. Now, today we're talking about improving communication with our horse. Now, I know that, um, you know, you've got to realise every contact with the horse take, adds or takes away from their proper personality. Can you talk to us a little bit about proper personality and, and how each communication adds or takes away? Well, you know, it's interesting, but a lot of people don't realise how important each contact they have with the horse is, you know, mm. so they... You know, they go in the stall and they just put the halter on or they capture the horse in the pasture or whatever like that. And they don't realize that um, that that horse, everything you do is meaningful from putting on the blanket to brushing the horse and how you brush the horse and how you communicate with them in some way or another to make them even more uh, willing to uh, to listen to us and be with us and do the things that we want them to do. Yes, and I think if people don't realise it's not training, it's not just all about getting on and riding, but there's a lot of training that's done just with all our interactions. For sure. Yeah, yeah. How do you start teaching the horse the basics, you know, starting with leading? You know, we start from the very beginning, obviously. We start our horses fairly young. You know, we we ride our horses when they're, uh, you know, two years old, Mm -hmm. and uh, we spend a lot of time with our horses, making sure that they understand, you know, what we're asking and, you know, how we're going to actually each day is going to go. Um, I think horses like a pattern with what you do. Yeah. And I don't think horses appreciate when, when you have a, a more of a, a pretty set pattern with what you well, do. The with routine. Yeah, yeah. Routine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that that that's the first thing we do to our horses to, that it is maybe different than some people is that we make sure we spend the proper amount of time each time with the horse, making sure they understand, you know, what we're asking and, you know, that kind of affection that we have for them because they look to us for everything, everything that they have, you know, they look to us for their feed, they look for us for their care. They look for us for their grooming, uh, for their worming, for their shoeing, you know, everything. And um, how we treat the horse has a lot to do with, you know, you know how in return we get um, how they treat us. You know, like a lot of people don't understand that, you know, a horse is a horse and we're a human. And uh, they seem to humanize horses, which in somewhat of the case, I believe 
that that is the case you should have. Uh, but on other cases, I believe that we've got to make sure that we make the horses behave. Uh, they understand that they look to us for, you know, everything. And how we direct them and how we act around them makes a, a, a big difference. Um, you know, when you have a person that's skittish and nervous around a horse, I think that, you know, I think that reflects in how the horse behaves, too. Um, you know, for persons you know, too demanding at the wrong time and, and doesn't understand that horses have certain feelings too. Um, you know, there's a, there's a real trade-off here, Glennis. And, you know, it's almost hard for me to say because, you know, I've got some horse in me, you know, and I think that mm. that's the key to being a good horseman is that you understand a little bit more about, you know, how horses are. And I have a feeling about when I handle a horse that how the horse looks, acts, on each day, you know, I, I don't expect the horse to be exactly the same every day. And, um, you know, I don't think the horse should expect that I should be the same every day, too. Yes, yeah. And it's not just, you know, the horse not being the same every day. Every horse is going to be different. So we can do certain things with certain horses and certain things on certain days. Absolutely. Yeah. I suppose having that, that bit of, you know, as you say, bit of horse in you, that sort of you can take account and you can read that a little bit as to if this is the right day to be doing this exercise with the horse. Yeah. Like I think routine is, is really good for a horse. Mm. Um, you know, I've got a way that, you know, we handle our horses. I don't let anybody handle my good horses that we have in training um, that isn't an expert on, you know, how the horse feels and how the horse thinks. So. Yeah. I'm real particular about each day the kind of people I have around the horses, whether it's cleaning the stall or whether it's uh, putting them out in the pasture or putting them on the walker or whatever. I think, you know, I want the people to handle the horse. I I just judged a yeah, colt breaking thing in New Zealand, and there was a particular girl that was in the thing, and she kept working with the horse and kind of you know, always going to the horse's face. And the horse didn't respect her at all, you know. And we we have a tendency that when a horse is a little shy of us, um, you know, we don't go right to their face. We go to their shoulder. Mm. And, uh, you know, we spend time making sure they're, they're looking back at us and can move away sideways from us instead of whirling away. And this girl kept going to the horse's head. The horse kept whirling away. And I kept thinking, you know, if she'd take her time, mm. If she'd go up to that horse's shoulder and start with its shoulder and its neck before she ever went to its head, that horse would be way more willing to, you know, turn its head to her and react to her in a much better manner. Where, way she finally had to, you know, spend an exorbitant amount of time trying to catch this horse because, you know, the horse didn't want her to go right to its face. And, yeah. and I, I kept just hoping that this girl would probably understand that, by going to the horse's shoulder first and then working on its neck next and then going to its head, you know, third, instead of going to its head first, it would make a big difference. And so that's just one example of handling properly and knowing each horse. Now, there are horses that want to come right to you and want, you know, I'm, I'm talking pretty wild kind of colts and things like that, but they want they want to come to you and they want to eat out of your hand or something like that. Um, but you know, most wilder horses, um, they would rather you go up to their shoulder 
which is really the safe place to go. You know, <laughs> this I can I can kind of go because judging that that horse breaking thing that I did over there, uh, it was a uh, you know a trainer's challenge, yep. and it seemed like the rider the people that were trying to um, you know not spend enough time following the horse and pushing the horse around the arena that they all had round pens. Mm-hmm. And finally this, finally the, the good people, they would push that horse and make the horse go forward until finally they would step away and the horse would stop. And if the horse didn't stop, they'd continue following the horse, you know, mm-hmm. until the horse would stop and face them. Then the horses would come, want to come to them. And most of them then, uh, if the person wouldn't just go right at their face, um, the horses would react much better to them. And, and that's what I've learned over years and years training horses is that every horse has a spot on them that they're very sensitive about. And um, the least probably sensitive part of the horse is in the safest place to go to a horse is their shoulder, not yeah. to their face. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, you know, the horses that you've been handling, you know, the just the basic standing, tying, you know, how do you proceed with that? What do you do there? You know, Gladys, our horses every day are out of their, out of, you know, we, we, I have a training stable, so yes. we have a little routine we do with our horses. Okay. Most of our horses are very expensive horses, so they're kept in stall. The horses expect us to, you know, I don't like horses to stay in the stall. I like a horse to be a horse. I like them to be in the pasture. I like them to have their head down eating. I like to have them tied to a post, and I have, what's called patient posts Mm -hmm. and you tie these horses out there and they get acclimated to the other surroundings around them, the other activity. And, you know, horses learn to settle down because they're tied. They're not, uh, and they can move. Uh, My posts have uh, wrote, uh, they swivel at the top. So the horse can actually walk around the post. Mm -hmm. They're uncomfortable and they can get to a point where they're not stressed and they can look at, at the things that have a problem. Yes. Another thing that I think that's really important, I have some theories about training horses that seem to work. And one is that uh, if a horse is scared of something, I don't force them to look at it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just desensitize them. I, I call it turning down the light, meaning that, you know, if a, a child is afraid of the dark, you don't just, um, you know, put them in a dark room and lock them in. You, you maybe let them sleep with the light on. Yeah. Um, then yeah. maybe you go with a little dimmer light and a dimmer light till finally they get used to it. Um, if a horse is spooking of a, a certain part of the arena, I don't force them to ride up there and kick them and, you know, actually try to desensitize them by pushing them at it. I just keep riding around it till they mm-hmm. get used to it and find out there's nothing really scary about it. And then finally the horse is okay. So I hope that makes sense. I call oh, it my dark closet um, yeah. um, theory where you don't just take a horse and just force them to look at something. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it seems to work. It seems to work. And it, um, I just remember in the old days training trail horses, uh, like I did in my younger days, um, you know, a lot of the trail courses we had had fresh cow hides on it and horses were totally <laughs> feared of that cow hide laying on yeah. the ground and, and, so, you know, I would just take some cow hides and hang them on the fences around the ranch there mm-hmm. and, and just keep riding the horses around. And pretty soon they were used to them. And yeah. pretty soon I had got them a little closer. And, you know, finally they found out it was okay. What They weren't going to bite them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I like the way that you, uh, you know, you just keep introducing and getting the horse used to it and a um, little bit of step by step. What about if the horse is, uh, you know, I'm thinking about personal space. How can the horse understand personal space? What should we understand about personal space? Yeah, you know, that's interesting because, you know, like every horse has a bubble. Um, mm. And I feel like some horses have a very small bubble and let you get your hands on them or let you get close to them or let you do things with them easier than other horses are, are real sensitive as you approach them or get close to them or even, you know, how you do with the, how you cinch them up when you saddle them and such. So I think that's easy for me because I think I have a feeling about horses in general and I can read the horse. Um, yes. But again, I don't ever want a horse to not respect me, but, you know, it, it's a funny thing, but my my horses, my good horses are really um, almost, I, I humanize those. Once the horse learns, I use a little more humanizing as I go. But mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning, um, I, even teaching a horse to lead, I teach a horse not to get on me, but to give me a little room um, to stay away. Uh, come to me when I want them to come, but stay away when I want them to stay away. And yeah. um you know, some horses are hard hard to get to you, and there's other horses that are hard to get off. Of. <laughs> and I think you've got to create that space, that respect, right there with uh, with how you you know treat them on the lead, uh, how you treat them in their mouths, ride mm-hmm. them, uh, you know, all those kind of things. So, you know, it's it's really hard to say to people that don't understand, uh, you know, that. As you train a horse, horses change. You know, they become easier, more adaptable to what you're asking them to do. Um, you know, I've trained some pretty pushy horses that ended up being very respectful, and I've trained some horses that were very uh, scared, very worried about human touch and that kind of stuff that ended up being, you know, very easy to be around later. Okay. Um, yep. You know, because as we, as we progress through those horses, you know, we, we expect them to change just like people learn. You know, I think horses learn, too. Um, so there's that. There's always those fine lines. Um, and, and people have to start realizing they, they need to realize that there are fine lines with horses. And, and every horse is a little different, too. You know, yes. I mean, there's some horses you that need a lot, lot more um, patience. Mm-hmm. You train them at a slower pace. And there's other horses that really look for your direction more, um, you know. So, you know, when we're training a two-year-old Glennis, you know, there's some two-year-olds that we train that we take right along. We, we, we get, you know, after we get on them, we go ahead and start teaching them the maneuvers and, you yeah. know, the my basics, which are, you know, uh, how the horse goes forward, how they turn, how they stop, how they back. Those horses really want to learn at that stage. And then there's others that, you know, either are um, more defensive or worried about you that you need to take a lot longer time um, at each of those things and stay with one thing for Mm -hmm. a period of time longer than skipping from one thing to the next, progressing the horse as it goes. I I call it my ABC method, which is, you know, you you don't want to go you know, A to D, you want to go A, B, C, D with everything yes. you train on a horse. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and I think, I think, like I 
said, there's going to be some of those horses where you can just go A, B, C, D right on through, but there's some of them that need to go A, and you need to stay with A for a while till they get solid with it and comfortable with it before you go to B. Okay. But I think you, you don't want to leave you don't want to leave un, any stone unturned with a horse as if if you expect them to be a performance horse like I do. You, you must make sure the basics are strong. You have a strong base for that horse. Uh, foundation for that horse to have something to always fall back on if he gets a little confused as you progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose those basics, they continue on the saddle as well. Same thing, you know, you talked about handling. Absolutely. ABCD, yeah. You know what, the first 90 days of a horse's training, you know, is so important that you, you analyze that animal and you decide, you decide how how you're going to handle that. And, and there's that personal space thing you're talking about. I think you, you get that very simple. I, I had a horse not too long ago in training that was really skittish. I mean, uh, to, to handle, to saddle, to get on to even in the first, you know, 20 minutes of riding of the horse, the horse was, and shoot, I just took it slow, you know, and I've, and that horse finally decided that, you know, we weren't going to do anything to him that he got, uh, that put him in any jeopardy. Okay. Again, it's just like a rider. Um, I believe for a rider to get real good, they have to, you know, not just stay in their comfort zone all the time, but they have to progress. Uh, and so what you, what you have a tendency to do with a, a rider is, you know, um, some people, I'm a competitive coach with people, so I, I I expect them to keep going forward. But if they have a problem spot, stay with that problem spot long enough till they're comfortable with that spot, just like we do with a horse. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Yeah, just talk a, a little bit more about the getting the horse to go forward readily. What do we do, you know, just to get a horse to have the right attitude, that they're going to go forward readily, they're going to listen to us? Tell us a little bit about, yeah. about that. Is that, you know, in that 90 but, days? Yeah. I think that starts in the very beginning when, mm-hmm. you, when you lead a horse, yes. you know, yes. um, and you put a halter on a baby, that you want them to lead willingly to you and not, and, and uh, you know, like follow, follow your lead type of thing. Yeah. And, um, and then, so once you accomplish a horse leading properly, when you get on, on their back it's kind of the same thing you've you know as soon as you get on a colt's back you usually are gonna 
start them going forward in a turn. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we've done enough groundwork pulling their heads around and, and pushing their bodies around to where they know when we pull the left rein, they should go to the left and take a step. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've got many cues that I use to my horse, um, and every horse it is a uh, individual when it comes to that. Some horses r- rely on the the pull of the rein to give them a direction to take that first step. Some horses look for you to close your legs and bump your feet a little bit on them to urge them to go forward. Some horses like a little smooch or a cluck, mm-hmm. a little noise to make them want to go forward. And like I get, again, we started that on the ground. And, um, you know, some horses a little tap on the rear end with the rein to make them go forward. Um, you know, so every horse needs a little something different, but you kind of progress through those as you go. You start with the, the least amount of go forward cue, and then you add to it as you go. And um, I always, one of my sayings is with a horse, you do as little as you possibly can to get them to do something, but then you add to it incrementally and as much as necessary to go forward. You know, we, when lunging a horse around, you step to their rear end, you cluck to them a little bit, you pull their head, make them move their feet, and you find out what really makes the horse go. And if you have to, you know, tap them with the end of the rope on the rear end to get them to go in a safe manner, you know, that might be what urges that horse to go. But you you have to get a horse to, to go forward willingly, and you always have to give a horse a direction and a way out. I think that's mm-hmm. the key to going forward right. Um, many riders, you know, kick horses hard to get them to, to go faster, you know, and we don't do that here. We we teach the horses to go just a little faster by giving them a direction, um, by, you know, closing our legs, by bumping our feet, by making a cluck noise or something like that or a smooch, whatever mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. work, you know, I kind of use that and you know that's been from day one handle so they get going forward easily and and then they it's just part of control is the number one factor here so you know and it's not uh and i i don't use that word um you know meaning that it's it's a bad word i'm saying control of the horse so they understand and have a a feeling of of there's a for them to go there's a freedom in a particular direction and that's that's the difference we have in our horses versus you know some people and you see horses that you know angrily go forward they pin their ears and switch Mm, their tail mm, because riders riders don't give them a a smooth enough direction and how they're going Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i think that's that's the most important part is everything is incremental Yep, yep. What about, uh, you know, I'm thinking, you, like you'd said before about asking them to go to the left. If What if they if they don't go equally to the right and to the left? What can we do to um, to make sure that they go right and left equally? You know, Gladys, there's a, I wrote an article not too long ago called Lefty, and it was about okay. um, you have to understand that when we lead the horse in the first place, we're on their left side, yes. and usually the first step, you turn the horses to the left, mm-hmm. and you you handle the horse on the left more. Uh, you saddle the horse on the left. You get off and on on the left. So horse naturally off the left eye is mm-hmm. much more responsive going left than they are right. Yep. Most riders are right-handed, and 
even with the left side, they, they're stronger with their right leg and right hand. Mm-hmm. So the horses are slightly more resistant on that right side. So you have to make sure you equal your hands and legs out uh, riding a horse so that the horse is more, uh, you know, willing. Uh, and you make sure you're not being, you know, stronger with the right hand and causing any resistance. Mm, yes. You know, if you, once you cause resistance in a horse, uh, you have to work to get that resistance out mm-hmm. before you can ever get them to progress. Mm-hmm. So if you can cause less resistance in the beginning um, and all the way through your training, horses are so much easier to train when you, you know, maybe reprimand them only with your right hand or stronger with your right leg. Pretty soon the horse is more resistant turning right than left. So that's the key. Um, if you, watch people ride most people will ride in a circle to the left first and it's kind of crazy but we've done a study on it and so we make sure we work like twice to the right before we go off to the <laughs> left and pretty soon the horses are equal on both sides so it's, okay. it's just a, a process of, of knowing horses and knowing you know people um their tendencies and uh, and remembering that since we handle that horse so much on that left, we've got to handle them equally on the right side. But also, not just the amount of time, but the uh, the we, we can't be, just because the horse is a little more resistant or a little more worried on the right, we can't get stronger on that right side while we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about, you know, we've talked about the horse going forward readily, turning right, left equally, stopping. Are we teaching a young horse to stop? And we want to do it without the resistance, without the, you know, the resentment, but just for the horse to stop when they when we ask them to stop. You yeah. know, it's kind of funny, but, you know, people get on a horse and then when the horse doesn't want to stop and they get worried, they go to pulling, you know, and yeah. pretty soon now it's, yeah. uh, the horse is pulling against you and you're pulling against a horse, so it's force against force, which isn't right, you know, um, you know. One of the things we get our horse, how we get our horses to slow down is we make them go forward and we make them go forward till they want to slow down, <laughs> you know, yeah. so that's pretty simple. Uh-huh. Instead of trying to stop them, we, we go ahead and say, hey, where are you going? You know, going. if you're in an arena or round pan or something like that, there's nowhere to go except around. So we just let them go till they want to slow down. Um, that's first. Yeah. Not just good getting a pulling contest with the horse. Mm-hmm. Um then from the very beginning again, if like I said, the first ninety days is super important because yeah. in the beginning we've taught a horse when we want to stop them, we say woe to them, you know, so they understand that word woe. Mm-hmm. Then they have to understand uh, pressure and release. So you know, you you pick up the lead and you pull on them, or you pick up the reins and you pick up on those reins to a point, and the horse starts to slow. You release right away. They don't have to completely. St- stop to learn to stop um if sometimes to teach a horse to stop what you have to do is you have to change the direction of the feet so the feet are going forward so you want to slow down or stop you turn the feet to the side by bending the head um and then you say the word whoa the horse stops you pet him on the neck release the reins until finally the horse understands you pick up the reins you say whoa you kind of quit riding you you release pressure from their sides and stuff like that, and, and the horse, you know, learns to stop. Um, you know, there's several different keys to stopping a horse that people don't 
uh, you know need to consider as they're training a horse. One is that you got to quit riding yourself. You know, you got to so you're kind of riding with the motion, and then you release all pressure and you sit real still. And now with no direction, the horse should start to think about start thinking. He should think, you know, he's not riding me anymore. He's just sitting there. So pretty soon the horse will slow down. Then you pick up the rein, you pull their head to the side, and now the feet are in a different direction. Pretty yeah. soon the horse, you know, yeah. learns that as soon as you quit riding, they they slow down. Mm-hmm. The next mm-hmm. thing is you say whoa, okay. you know. And yeah. the last thing, the last thing is you, if you're bending into the rock, I pick up the left rein, which changes their feet again. Pretty soon they just completely stop. Mm. Um, you know, the worst thing you can do do to a horse to train with stop is pull both reins. You yes. know, so uh, because you know horses they they learn again to resist by pushing their head into the bridle and and defending themselves, which really can't blame them. So uh, uh, you know. Most of the colts we train, we, we start them in a halter or we start them depending on their strength and, and and how they act when we're handling them on the ground. Sometimes we use a snaffle bit on them. And uh, snaffle bits are kind of a, a, a training uh, not to be pulled with two hands at one time. It's to slide across the mouth and bend the head and get them flexible in the pole so their body learns to, uh, to react properly to the pull. And uh, you got to be confident when you do that, because if you're not and you go to pulling with two hands hard, well, of course, will learn to resist. So uh, it, it's a process and it has to be done. Um, I, I keep using the word incrementally. Incrementally means a little at a time, mm-hmm. you know, and if you, you concentrate on, on my theory of doing as little as possible, but as much as necessary, you always do as little as possible first, you know, so the horse, you give them a chance. Yes. Yeah. I'm just thinking the, the incrementally, you know, that you've talked about to get the horse to stop. Is it the same then to teach a horse to back willingly? You know, it is. Um, you know, I usually, when I'm teaching a horse to back, I've taught them how to back on the ground without weight on their back. Okay. Um, you know, I've taken the, I've taken the halter and backed them up. I've, mm taken the reins and stood beside him and backed him up um, by pulling one rein then the other and making him just take one step or two steps. And then finally, when you get on their back, I ride them up into an area like a corner of the arena where there's no forward to go. And the only really, really way for them to do it with a little pressure on one side, then the other side of the bit is to take a couple steps back. And, you know, I think backing is one of the ease I train because I, um, I I do it a little at a time and I do it logically to the horse. Yeah, I think that's the key, isn't it? Well, it's incrementally and logically, you know, so that the horse yeah. understands yeah. and just that little bit and then um, that's all you need and then reward. Yeah, yeah. You know, Gladys, when we're talking about all this, I think about all the all the things, I've, all the clinics I've done, the people I've taught, the hard mm-hmm. horses teach and the people to teach are people that already have so many bad habits or the horses that have bad habits, you know? Mm. So, you know, someone's already pulled too much or they've, they've got upset with them because they're not doing what they want them to do rather than thinking it through, you know? And, and I think those are the most difficult horses that have learned defense mechanisms because of, you know, human error. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
it's the best to catch them before they learn to resist. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Within the 90 days, out, you know, just thinking, you've got the horse so that it's leading, tying up okay in your personal space, working under saddle, it's going forward, turning left, right, stopping, backing yeah. up, taking it a bit further. You know, what stage do you teach any sort of collection or other sort of functionality? You know, how are you doing that and at what stage would the horse be? You know, I think we've kind of, from the very beginning, we've taught some collection mm-hmm. because we've taught them like by putting your hand on their nose and pushing them back. I think you've taught them to flex, you know, okay. um, and some, some horses are softer flexing than others. Um, we've, I, I take my young horses and I pull their heads around a lot to their sides. And so we've taught their neck to be flexible and their back when they become flexible, on the neck, the back becomes round, and the back becomes round. That's the first part of collection, um, because collection, true collection, comes from the back of the horse forward. But we start by teaching the horse the front to go back. Um, that's that's just you know how how it all works out, and so you you really don't get true collection on a horse until you ride them to the point they understand your legs. Mm-hmm. Um, by side passing, two tracking, um, you know, teaching the horse leg yield exercises where they get away from your legs. So as you push with your legs and, the, and then you move your hands rather than the other way around, the horse finally, you know, uh, like an accordion, the back of the horse pushes forward and the, the front of the horse collects in. And then the horse goes up and down and stays round rather than the horse just going forward on their forehand. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Al, just thinking, you know, because you've said 90 days a few times, if you're working with a young horse, do you usually say to the owner, I need that horse for 90 days? How does that work? You know, so if I was going to explain the first 90 days of riding of a horse, Mm, um, you know, we go through the idea of, you know, making the horse behave, Mm -hmm. uh, making them try to start understanding what we want them to do, you yeah. know, how, how training is going to go, that yes. we're going to direct them. And if they go in the right direction, they get relief. And if they don't, they get direction. And then, you know, once the horse goes forward, right, they know that it, things get smoother, easier. We don't, you know, bump them in the belly or tap them on the rear end or something if they're going forward and everything's cool. And, yeah. and then we start moving their feet, you know, we move their feet right and left you know training a horse Glennis has a lot to do with circles um you know probably the number one thing we do is make small turns big turns big circles teaching a horse how to arc their body follow their head properly then their neck then their shoulder then their ribs with their hip and not allowing the the hip to take control of mm. of, of what goes on but have that horse in what i call a perfect arc and um, then as we go through those, if you do them correctly, they become easy for a horse then to learn, you know, that turn right and left. Yep. And they, once the horse goes forward properly, then it's easier to teach a horse once they go forward properly to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you teach them to be flexible in the neck and head and how to pull with one rein, they learn that, you know, the easiest way for them to do would you pick up the opposite rein is to step back and flex at the pole. 
and then it all comes together you know it all comes together so in 90 days i want my horses to be um so you can get on off on both sides yep so that the horse stands still when you get on yep. um stand still when you get off um that they go forward readily um that they turn pretty equally right and left and they don't have to turn like a spin turn or anything like that but at least have nice nice cadence step turning yes yes um, yeah and that uh, and that and, and that once the horse learns that it's so easy to get all the rest of the parts all working at, at the same but um if you're not a confident rider and not a knowledgeable rider it's pretty hard to align the horse properly between your reins and legs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes them understand how to step right, you know, and how to move properly with their feet and, and how to follow their shoulders with their, you know, following their head and um, things like that as we go. So that's what I want a horse in the first 90 days. Basically, okay. I want them controllable. I want them uh, to allow me to rate their speed, meaning to go faster or go slower, or you know, um, you know, and stay under a, a decent control. Yes. And they should learn by then that we're not going to, you know, pull them too hard or you know, reprimand them too hard if they're uh, if they get out of whack. But if all you're going to do is continue to teach them, you know. Uh, so I think people get a little confused with teaching versus um, or training versus trying to to really uh, slowly teach a horse through, you know, having some patience with them and trying to understand them and know that every horse learns at, a, at sometimes a different speed, you know. So, mm -hmm. you know, some of them you have to go over and over over and over the same thing repetitiously doing things right over and over is really what trains the horse to do things correctly yeah yeah okay well we've certainly learned to um you know improve communication with our horse today i think the tipsy information you've given us out just been invaluable i think you know anyone that's um won as many world championships as you have i think you know you probably got a little bit of knowledge about communicating right. with your horse you might have might have communicated with one or two <laughs> probably thousands when it gets around to it yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> al um yeah look love to have you back again but i think um you know that's that's brilliant the information that you've given us today and uh, we'll talk to you again sometime soon I look forward to it, Gladys. <laughs> look forward to it as well, Al. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 